This episode of Beer and Bullshit is brought to you by Woodhouse Brewing Company in Toronto. Woodhouse brews the refreshing beers using only choice ingredients and no preservatives. Check out their brew pub in Toronto today and enjoy their newly opened patio. episode of beer and bullshit thank you for tuning in uh perhaps you're tuning in late in the evening perhaps it's after 11 p.m and you've just been kicked out of a bar because that's as late as you can go to bars in ontario now maybe you've been kicked out of your regular wednesday afternoon lunch buffet at a local strip club has sadly been closed down uh, because of the pandemic fret not the show is still here for you you can still send your kids to school. You can still go to church. You can still go to casinos. <laughs> and you can still listen to beer and bullshit. There's no guest this week. I'm sorry. Uh, we had a last-minute cancellation, and uh, it's just me. I'll keep it short and sweet. Actually, that's not true. Because when my son learned there was no guest on the show, he volunteered to be uh, on the show. And so stay tuned at the end of the show for my son's contribution to Beer and Bullshit. The new, and I'm not sure if it'll be repeated, Minecraft Corner. It's amazing. Um, If you like Minecraft and uh, seven-year-olds podcasting, stay tuned. It's great. There's not a lot of news in the beer world these days, um, which is good. I mean, we have enough shitty news everywhere else. Do we need controversy in beer? I mean... You can look to Worst Beer Blog if you want to see some controversy. I will say that I'm enjoying a Canuck uh, not provided by Great Lakes Brewery. I, I paid for this one uh, because I've been inundated with their social media of their new cans and it got in my head. So I went to the grocery store to buy some Canuck and it wasn't the new cans, but it was still a beer that was brewed like three weeks ago. I will always give Great Lakes Brewery, shout out for freshness. Uh, nobody's date codes are ever as consistently fresh as Great Lakes, and that's why a lot of people drink Canuck. The new can, if you haven't seen it, uh, it's a little more cartoony drawing of Gordy Levesque, the lumberjack, and he's got a thick ass. <laughs> I love it. And I I, I would love to get thick, thick butt Gordy trending on Twitter, so I've been trying to put that hashtag out in the world, Thick Butt Gordy. I'm not sure how Great Lakes Brewery feels about this, but you know what? We've seen um, offensive depictions on beer cans before. We've seen women sexualized unnecessarily in beer marketing. Let's talk about this man lumberjack's thick, juicy ass. Why not? Okay? If you're with me and you love it, you love that Gordy Levesque the cartoon lumberjack mascot has been doing his squats. Share your can on Twitter with the hashtag ThickButtGordy. That's hashtag ThickButtGordy. And I think I'll find out if Great Lakes Brewery likes this initiative or not. But I'm uh, I'm into it regardless. Shake that healthy butt, Gordy. I got a whack of listener email to get to tonight. Uh, apparently repeating the contact page. Uh, that's beerandbullshit.ca slash contact. 
I was effective last week because I got a handful of, of new emails, so thank you. Uh, Chris isn't with me tonight. He's having a family night. So I'm going to labor through a couple of these myself because I know you have pressing and important questions like my friend Lee. Lee, I know I know exactly who Lee is despite the fake last name of Bosco Verde. Lee Bosco Verde. Uh, Lee asked, what will you guys be doing for FOCO this year? Uh, for those who don't know and aren't from the London area, uh, London, Ontario's Western homecoming parties were epic. Uh, so epic, in fact, that they changed the timing of homecoming to colder months so that students wouldn't burn the fucking downtown to the ground. Because people at Western like to party. It's a stereotype that you probably have found to be true. I went to Western, didn't party much, mostly just smoked cigarettes in my K car and went and read poetry because I was cool like that. Uh, but FOCO is fake homecoming. So even though they moved real homecoming, the hardcore Western Mustang partiers continued to party on the date of the original homecoming. Are you following me? Okay. So there's a street in London called Brothdale. Broth. O-U-G-H. Dale. Anyway, it's overrun with students every year. It's insane. There's always video on social media of people playing beer pong and people being naked and falling off the roofs. It's, you know, what you'd expect of a party called FOCO. So there was a lot of panic this year that FOCO would be a gong show uh, where we would add uh, COVID to the usual mix of gonorrhea and whatever else goes on at FOCO. Um, Rightly so. There's been an (laughs) an outbreak. We're at the crest of wave two. This probably won't even be funny by the time you listen to it. But anyway, there's been large numbers in London largely related to students. So that's Lee's joke about FOCO. The good thing, I will say, is FOCO didn't happen. Students were totally chill and understood the need to not party like Mustangs in the street. And it was quiet. So, you know what? Kudos to the Western Mustangs, who don't always get a good rap. Certainly in my my own neighborhood Facebook page, uh, the students are kind of like the scary menace of, you know, pissing on lawns and partying and being loud because it's a neighborhood Facebook page. But anyway, they didn't party. So what did I do for FOCO? I believe I mowed the lawn. That's as exciting as it gets for me because I'm almost 40 and I don't go to FOCO parties and there wasn't one. Hooray for students and thank you, Lee Bosco Verde. My next email is from Robbie. Robbie asks, why has no major brewery revisited the ice filter concept of the early to mid-90s? Oh, ice beer. Yes. Robbie says, I found that a lager filtered six times to an ABV ABV of approximately 7.1% made for the perfect Friday night. Indeed, Robbie. Uh, Those were memorable times. I mean, I wasn't drinking it in the mid-90s. I was too young, even for ice beer. But if you uh, were old enough to remember, I would think 92, 93, all of a sudden ice beer was a thing and Labatt and Molson were just battling over who could have the most fucking metal commercials about ice beer. 
Now, before we get into the commercials, for the uninitiated, and forgive me, I'm not a uh, doctor of brewing, so the science may be questionable here, but uh, ice beer was brewed using, obviously, a low-temperature process. Uh, And the idea was that the unwanted proteins... Fuck, I don't even know. But whatever the fuck they were doing with ice beer, it was it resulted in a smoother taste, allegedly, and higher alcohol. And that's really all you needed as a marketing gimmick. Smoother taste, higher alcohol. Enter <laughs> the guy from Die Hard. I mean, you've already got a winning combination here. You've got smoother taste, allegedly, higher alcohol, and uh, Alexander Godunov... I think I'm saying his last name right, who is a legitimate Soviet defector, and the guy who played Carl in uh, Die Hard was in the commercials. And then, as if that fucking trifecta of wicked awesome wasn't enough, the Smiths are the soundtrack to this commercial that ends with the tagline, if it's not ice brewed, it's not ice beer. And he's just fucking looking into the camera. You'll shit your pants if you watch it. Um, so that was Labatt Ice, I believe the first major entry into the ice beer category. And then, predictably, uh, Molson had to come out with an ice beer, which was also predictably called Molson Ice. And the big draw there was that it was from Molson, which was Canadian, and Canada was where ice comes from? Okay, but that was legitimately the tagline. I, I'm going to find it right now, but i th- just going to double check. Yes, Molson Ice... From the land where ice was born. Did you know this is where ice came from? Yeah, ice comes from Canada. And we also have an old brewery here. So, ice beer. We're just getting started here, guys. It went Labatt Ice. Then it went Molson Ice. And then they volleyed that shit back to Labatt. Who had to take it up a notch. And then you've got... Somebody just yelled it in their car. Because they remember fucking Max Ice. Labatt Maximum Ice, 7.1%. New commercial. How do you top Carl from Die Hard? With Michael fucking Ironside standing in a fucking cape with a leather glove on on the top of a mountain with pillars behind him and fire and just lightning going on and like crazy guitar riffs. And you you don't want to max ice right now. I don't know what's wrong with you. I'm not even going to do this justice. I'm just going to play the first sentence from this epic commercial. History teaches that the strong survive by becoming stronger. This lesson has not been lost on the back. What does that even mean? This beer is just part of fucking beer's evolution, man. Get it in you. History has made this beer stronger. Are you going to fucking argue with history? And was that a helicopter? What's going on in this commercial? I love it so much. Okay, and then I think Molson came back with an even stronger beer, and it got ridiculous. But in case my enthusiasm for these commercials hasn't made it clear, this is clearly a beer or two beers that were marketed at immature boys. And oh my god, did it work. Um, I mean, I was only... 12, 13, 14 when these commercials were coming out. But I mean, the Max Ice legacy lived on. If you didn't vomit because you drank Max Ice in high school, well, you didn't go to my high school, son, because that's what we did around South. Um, And it was also, of course, packaged in 40-ounce bottles. So we had this combination of, like, 
you know, suburban white kids wanting to be like hip hop and drinking 40s. And then you've got Michael Ironside and Carl from Die Hard selling us these high alcohol beers. It was just a deadly combination. I don't even remember what the question was, but I'm enjoying this conversation with myself. Um, Max Ice was a a popular choice for Edward Forty Hands. I don't know if you've ever been stupid enough to play Edward Forty Hands, but that's where you literally duct tape two 40-ounce bottles of beer to your hands, and you can't do anything until you drink them both. Just a fucking dumbest game ever. But Max Ice at 7.1% was perfect for playing Edward Forty Hands. But to finally answer Robbie's question, which was why has no major brewery revisited the ice filter concept, it never went away. You can still buy Max Ice. Uh, you can still buy the Molson Molson Ice, and I think the next level up was the Molson Triple X. Um, they're still for sale, but they've clearly just canned the flagrantly exploitative, you know, teenage boy targeted ad campaigns because they're so obvious, and uh, that shit doesn't really fly anymore. Uh, less than fun side note. Carl, uh, from Die Hard, died two years later of alcohol. Uh, he was an alcoholic and drank himself to death. So that commercial is the last thing he ever did professionally. <laughs> and he was also a ballerina. No shit. So that's why they don't do that anymore. But I'll tell you, if uh, a craft brewery wants to create an ice-filtered beer and they can get literally any character from the Highlander to be in a commercial, I will drink that fucking beer tomorrow. This is a beer created by a truly new way of brewing. Ice brewing. Labat ice beer. Uniquely rich in taste, yet uniquely easy to drink. Ultimately, the truth is clear as crystal. If it's not ice brewing, it's not ice beer. But we're back. Well, I'm back. Uh, I just went and took my dog out to take a shit. I'll be, I won't lie to you. That's the nice thing about not having a guest this week. When my wife yells down that the dog has to take a shit, I can go do it. She didn't want to do it because there's a skunk out there. Because uh, that's where I'm at in the pecking order in this house. I'm the dog shit picker-upper and the skunk decoy. There's uh, no misconceptions about where I rank. Okay, we'll get to a few more emails. This is in danger of becoming a Bill Burr's podcast. You know what I don't like about picking up my dog shit? I'm going to tell you. Sorry. Back to beer. Uh, next question we got in the old inbox is from Jay. And Jay just asks, Pilsner or Kolsch, go. Uh, I don't know if Jay hasn't been listening to the show, but I think I've mentioned Pilsners on every episode. As someone pointed out, on Twitter, I'm becoming that guy from Brooklyn Nine-Nine who's a home brewer obsessed with Pilsners. I apologize. I love a good Pils. Uh, I tend to get obsessed with certain styles of beer. There was a time when I drank a lot of porters. Uh, definitely a long time I drank IPAs exclusively. Anyway, hooked on the Pilsners. I'm almost 40. I'm a suburban dad, and the Pilsners go down easy. I won't apologize for it. I do enjoy Kolsch, but they're obviously just a touch sweeter, uh, given that they, they do u- use that ale yeast. Um, and I prefer the crisp 
taste of a well-made Pilsner. Uh, Bose, obviously, Lugtred. It's a Lagerdale. It is a Kolsch. Um, Beyond the Pale has a Kolsch called Clean Cut. I like a lot. Um, Sawdust City, Little Norway, was a Kolsch. I believe it's just returning as a Pilsner now. Presumably specifically because of my taste preference. So thank you, Sam at Sawdust for switching the format of Little Norway to a Pilsner for me. If any other brewers want to get in touch uh, to talk about how they can modify their lineup core or seasonals to uh, meet my demands, I'm here. Um, Anderson Craft Ales here in London did a Kolsch. Quite nice. But I do prefer a well-made Pilsner. That said, I find it's hard to find one. Maybe it's just London uh, LCBOs, but there's not a lot to choose from. Um, uh, I just mentioned Anderson. Their their summer is a Pilsner. It's fucking amazing. I bought multiple cases of that this summer, and I'm always sad to see it go away. I mentioned it on the show already. I'm approaching fanboy. Uh, Starka Pilsner. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's Starka. Pilsner from Amsterdam. Uh, I have not seen it widely available, and frankly, I don't know that it's been as good as the first batch I had. It was so good when it first came out, and I know people say that as like, it's never as good as the first time I tried it. It's like the douchiest beer nerd thing to say, because it's probably the same. You're just being an asshole and remembering it, but I'm not being an asshole, okay? Starka Pilsner has not as good as it used to be, and I will uh, draw that line in the sand. Um, Thornbury Village Cidery and Brewery. That's a mouthful. In 2016, their Pilsner was named the best in the world at the World Beer Awards. That was formerly King Pilsner, of course, which was, for a time, probably it was that and Steam Whistle, the only Ontario Pils you could get. Then it became Pickup Truck Pilsner, and now I I believe it's just called Pickup number 26. Uh, there's one thing people love. It's constantly changing the name of a beer they like. For sure, do that a lot. Make it harder to find your beer. But I digress. It's a nice beer. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, Mill Street has an organic Pilsner yet. I haven't tried it yet. Don't know. Uh, I know. They're Labatt. I get it. Um, who else is out there with Pilsners? There's, you see what I'm saying? I have, oh, Isar Pilsner from Bellwoods. Great beer. Anyway, I love Pilsners. Have a hard time finding them. Um, same with Hell's Lagers, actually. I know. Those are London, Ontario problems. Toronto listeners are like, why don't you just walk down to your local corner super cool brewery? And, because we only have like eight breweries here in London, okay? And the LCBO is only as good as the LCBO manager. Anywho... Pilsners versus Kolsch. That's easy. Pilsners. Thanks for your question. Folks, are you like me? Do you like supporting independent breweries? Yeah, you do. What better independent brewery to support right now than the Indy Ale House? Indy is right in the name, so you know they're independent. They're located in Toronto. Uh, Their brew pub is in the junction, and they have a brewery in Italy in the Manulife Center as well. Of course, these are weird times for going out. Maybe you're not ready. Maybe you don't even live in Toronto. That's okay. You can still try the delicious beers that they're making at the Indie Ale House because they made it easy. Beer to your door, ordered from the comfort and safety of your own 
home. That's my favorite way to order things. You got free delivery anywhere in Toronto if you order 12 beers or more, and a flat rate anywhere else in Ontario. Why not order a Stay Home Pale Ale? One dollar from every can of Stay Home purchased will be donated to the fund that supports their employees that have been temporarily laid off due to COVID-19. Check them out at IndieAleHouse.com. Next question, let's call it the last question. This is getting a little long in the tooth. I won't make you listen to me rant much longer. Uh, I could hide out here in my basement all night because I just poured a a bourbon, and I know as soon as I go upstairs, I'm going to put on this fucking train wreck of a U.S. presidential debate, and I it's going to raise my blood pressure, so I might just continue talking in the darkness as though I were recording, but I will wrap it up. Uh, and then we've got Minecraft Corner. Stay tuned for that. My son's uh, contribution to beer and bullshit, because he uh, offered to step up when he learned I didn't have a guest, and he is uh, a very nice kid. <laughs> Uh, last question, uh, someone, Reese, Reese has asked about the effect of the pandemic on macro brewers, i.e. the big boys. How will they be affected and how will future beer bloggers comment on these times? Will there be novelty beers? Uh, okay, there's a lot here. First, let's just say that the big breweries will be just fine. Um, they have got resources to weather this storm AB InBev controls literally one-third of the world's beer at this point. And we're talking about how this will affect them versus how this will affect the brewer in your community. Uh, AB InBev's resources may as well be infinite by comparison. They'll be just fine. Uh, But I will pivot just to say this is a great time to support your local brewery. I mean, it always is, but this is a a tough time. They're laying people off. they're looking at how they can cut costs, and we are probably on the crest of wave two, as I mentioned before. So they're going to need your help. The good thing is that they've all adapted uh, in a very Jurassic Parkian way. Life has found a way, and the brewers have almost all found some way to deliver beer to your door in a safe and convenient way. So it's been profoundly shitty profoundly shitty for so many reasons in 2020 Uh, but if there is to be a silver lining it's that you can now get great locally made beer directly to your door for a uh, low fee so explore local craft breweries explore your province and get things delivered to your door Um, i say the same for local restaurants and bars as well this is the time for takeout i mean It feels like a time for takeout when you sit in front of a computer all day and the last thing you want to do is cook. So why not uh, order some food from your local bar or restaurant? You may or may not be comfortable going to patios. Uh, I mentioned on this show I have not gone to a patio since March. Uh, I've seen a lot of patios that would make me scratch my head about how safe they are. And I do think some of the patios are contributing very much to community spread but uh i can say on the show now the real reason i haven't gone to patios is that my wife is expecting our second child so we're not taking any undue risks and to me uh going to a patio as much as i love it as much as i want to support small businesses shout out to milos i fucking miss milos uh i'm not doing it i'm not to me the risk of you know even 
the best food in London, Milos. Best, you know, draft lineup in London, Milos again. Uh, not worth putting my, you know, pregnant wife at risk. So I haven't been doing it. But please find a way to support your local business. Buy local beer. Buy local food. You should have been doing it anyways, but now you can have it delivered directly to your fucking door. So why aren't you doing it? Um, let's leave it there. Stay safe. Uh, wash your hands. Uh, and shake that healthy butt, Gordy. Here is uh, Minecraft Corner. Talk to you soon. I'm a very special guest, my animal, um, Ben Sam, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Completely. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> hey. How's your day going? Pretty good. I'm just in my bedroom. Yeah, yeah. And see the background with my bed, my cool Minecraft posters. Very cool, very cool. <laughs> What's going on with you these days? Not really anything. No? Well, we're usually playing Minecraft. Yep, we're big Minecraft fans in this house. Yes, 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 yeah. What's your favorite thing about Minecraft? I would say the mods, like the templates. Okay. Because the templates make it look cooler, especially the how to, like the dragon mods. They're the best. Right. Sam, people that listen to my podcast, they usually hear things about beer yeah i know is there any Um, beer is there any beer in minecraft well i think there is a brewing mod okay well there is glass bottles yeah like wine bottles right um but no beer sometimes there's like jugs of beer in like mods yep templates right um but not very many other things. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I feel like it's close to bedtime. <laughs> I know. I go to bed at 8.30. <laughs> Maybe you could give the listeners to my podcast some fun and interesting facts, because I know you have a lot of those. On what? Well, I don't know. You're always telling me interesting facts that you read. Well, there is a riddle this... That op- um, your father-in-law, Opa, mm-hmm. Opa, my Opa, mm-hmm. um, his friend Bob, the one of the secretary, gave me this riddle. Okay, shoot. So he had an apple tree, mm-hmm. and he had five crows in it. He shot three with a shotgun. How many were left? Two. Zero, because the other two flew away. Oh, that's good, man. <laughs> I know. It was Bob's, not mine. Who's Bob? Oh, Oprah's friend that's a secretary. Oh, okay. I'm well, thanks here. thanks for being on my podcast, Sam. You're welcome. I love you. I love you too, I guess. <laughs> thanks, guys, for listening to Minecraft Corner.
Icon!